Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Um, okay, fun thing. Fun thing. I love fun thing. I read The Bridge Kingdom and yes. I read it in basically one sitting as much as one can with a newborn yes and it was literally one of the greatest things i have read since akatar really or sarah j mass like it i read it so fast mm-hmm. and i was so engulfed in it yeah and i just i it, it gave me so obviously nothing can match for those who have read empire of storms the feelings you have at the end of empire of storms mm-hmm. however I was raving like a lunatic at the end of Empire of Storms. Ooh, okay. Well, but I was doing that because I was just like, I'll never read this book again for the first time. This is right. so good. And I'm like telling my husband all about this book and he mm-hmm. has no idea what's happening. <laughs> that was what happened when I finished the first Bridge Kingdom book. Wow. I was just like, oh my gosh. I was like, husband, come listen to this. <laughs> I, what, this happened and then that happened and then that happened. And I was freaking out. So I maybe I'm behind. I don't know if like all of you are like, yeah, Alex, we've all read The Bridge Kingdom. I haven't. I didn't even I hadn't even heard of it. It's so good. Is that one of the books that's only like an ebook or it's only like on Amazon? It's not. I don't know. Because I know I had wanted to read Craven uh, from TikTok. Caven. Caven, her book. Yeah. Forbidden Fate. Right. But I couldn't like I went to Barnes and Noble and it was like it wasn't there. Oh, um, I got that one on my Kindle. Yeah. So. And so a lot of the like smaller authors I've mm-hmm. seen are just either like it's only on Amazon that you can buy it or only like an e-read. Yeah. Um, It's not like a big Barnes and Noble kind of thing. So I, I wasn't sure if Bridge I think Kingdom- you can buy the physical book because okay. with Caven, you can also buy the physical book on mm-hmm. Amazon. Right. But it's only on Amazon. Like you can't buy it at Barnes and Noble. I don't know for sure. Okay. And maybe this was like but that's a year ago whenever it came out. Like this was. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. But it was so good yeah. and for those who have kindle mm-hmm. it's on or kindle limited it's free on kindle unlimited okay. so that was even better honestly although at this point i kind of want to own physical copies of this book because yeah. i loved it that much and it's like it was technically fantasy because okay. it happened in a made-up world mm-hmm. but there's no magic structure oh, okay. or anything like that so that's where fantasy ends and it's more of like adventure action thriller with like a side of romance it is so good is it a trilogy is it um just so one? there are three books out it's technically a duology okay so the main characters in that first book mm-hmm. extend to the second book and in theory that's where their story ends and then what i've heard is there's another duology and the first one of those is out gotcha based off of different characters mm-hmm. i haven't read those yet though because i needed a break because what yeah. it felt like was I was underwater and I like came up for a gasp of air when this book, when the duology ended. Yeah. Because that's how enthralled, engrossed I was. Oh, I'm it excited was to read this. So good. Yeah. So good. I was like, ah, I found a book that I'm obsessed with. And um, Andy, who mm-hmm. y'all have heard before on the pod, um, she was in an insane book slump for like six months now at this yeah. point. And I was like, girl, 
trust me, just do it. Go read this book. And she did. And she read it in a day. And I was like, out of the book slump. Salt, because that's how good this book was. Oh, that's what I need in my life. You need it. Yeah. It was, I just, I keep saying it's so, it was so freaking good. Yeah. So good. And like the first chap, like literally from the first chapter, Mm -hmm. you are in it. Oh, that's what I need. I need that. so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll stop saying that over and over, but if you haven't read it yet, go read it. Yeah. 10 out of 10, honestly. Okay. Um, so that was a really great way to start the year off yes. <laughs> reading wise. What did you just read? I just read Alone With You in the Ether. Ooh. Um, so it's the author of The Atlas Six. Okay. Oliv- Olivia Blake. I, yeah. However you say your name. Um, so it was like a romance book. I was like, oh, let me read okay. that. It was an odd book. Very oh, no. odd book. That's unfortunate. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I kept reading it. And I was like, I don't know if I like this. Like Aww. I finished it and I was like, is it like a two star? Is it a four star? Oh, I really, I don't know how I feel about it. I wound up giving it two stars, but I think it could potentially be a four star one. That's it's, so, it's definitely not a three. It's no, a two or four. Yeah. It was, it's either like, I really, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused by it, but also intrigued by it. And yeah. it's just like, it was a totally different. It's nowhere near a typical like rom-com romance book that I've ever read. It was okay. very thought provoking because the hmm. main girl had not mental disabilities but she had like mental stuff that she was dealing with like all sorts of like anxiety and depression and different mental issues and so it was just like the way she sees love so it was really interesting but I really don't know how I feel Mm. I still think about it I finished it like three or four days ago and I'm still thinking about it interesting yeah so that's what I read. I also read a romance recently, but I DNF'd it. Oh, it no. Was, like, I don't DNF romance very easily. Right. It was, it's called A Fine Print. Mm-hmm. I think it's by like Lauren Asher or something like that. Yeah. Um, A friend of a friend, I saw her post on her Insta story that she read it and she mm-hmm. gave it like four stars or whatever. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And like the idea, it's very much like, I think for like Disney people. Okay. That's not my jam. Because it's not technically Disney, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's Dreamland and there are the creators oh, okay. and there's the billionaire who's like fallen for a creator, but it, it was so bad. It was no. so, I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, I'm not enjoying this at all. Yeah. I just, I can't, there's too many books to read this year. Yeah. Too, too many, many mm-hmm. to waste. Yeah. On a book that was that bad. There was too many like <laughs> text messages. I don't like reading text messages in books. I don't know why. It's just not. It's terrible. It's not as good No. To me. Give me a letter. Mm-hmm. Give me an email. Yeah. I can do an email. Text. No. 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 And it was like, the girl was just like, fine. But he was like, oh, she's a ray of sunshine. I'm like, I don't think she's that sunshiny, but like, <laughs> whatever. So I don't know. It just was not. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Also. Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad at them right now. <gasps> no, why? I placed an order and they canceled it. And they were like, talk why? to our sales auditing team. And I'm like, why did you cancel my order? And I called them and I paid with a gift card. Yeah. And the gift card emptied mm-hmm. on it. So I threw it away. Ugh. And now they're trying to be like, well, it got refunded to that gift card. I'm like, I don't have the gift card anymore. Right. Why would I keep an empty gift card? Just do the order again. Right. Or refund it to my account. And they're like fighting me on it. Ridiculous. I'm customer service Barnes and Noble. I'm like Barnes and Nobles. 
Amazon doesn't do this shit to me. No. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need you to step up. Get it together. That's Please. crazy. Right? Yeah. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but I've joined a local soccer league. <gasps> That's so exciting. So I've been playing. Wait, for you? Or yeah, the coach? Me. Oh. I'm playing. Oh. And so I've been playing once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so much fun. That's awesome. And it's their winter season. So it's like, it's very low key. It's mm-hmm. 7v7. Okay. Um, it's on a smaller field. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently like spring and fall are their like bigger yeah. seasons where it's like 11v11, like normal soccer vibes. But um. I just like I reached out and I was like, hey, I don't have a team, but like I'm interested in playing. Mm-hmm. And apparently what they do is the woman who's like the president plays on the house team. Okay. And every season it's like the people who don't have a team, basically. Yeah. And what they'll do is they'll like place people on teams in future seasons if they want mm-hmm. to, or they can just casually play for the house team in and right. out, whatever. Um, so I've been doing that once a week. Um, so it's a bunch of random random people like your age our so, age? so a lot of them seemed my age one woman though is like 70 and she is delightful oh my gosh her name is kit <laughs> she bakes last week she brought vegan cookies and they were delicious <laughs> um but no some of these other teams like there was a team that we played that was like a bunch of older women wow um and this is a women's league right um I don't want to play with men. I did that in high school. I'm over it. But um, they were like 70s, 80s, and they were rough, man. At first, <laughs> I was like, oh, got going to have to make be careful. Mm-hmm. And no, they had no problems <laughs> beating the tar. Although we, we ended up winning. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But like physically trying yeah. to beat the tar out of us. Um, but all that to say, so it's new connections i'm just trying to socialize a little bit more yeah. i don't think it i i'm not gonna make any like friends friends out of it but mm-hmm. it's just it's been fun so casually chatting with these women and one of them was like how old are you and i was like oh i'm i'm a few months shy of 30 mm-hmm. and i'm not joking four or five of them gasped they're like oh, what <laughs> and i was like yeah i was like how old did you think i am yeah um and they were like, oh, we thought you were more like 23, 24. And I was like, thank you so much <laughs> for mean, that. Not that you look old, but I wouldn't think 23, 24 if hey, I saw you. It's because you know me. That's true. That's a straight, stranger, you know apparently, mm-hmm. would assume I am in my early 20s. Wow. So I was like, still got it. <laughs> look at me. So that, that gave me a nice little boost yeah, this week. Yeah, that is nice. Once again, we are going to shout out our patrons mm-hmm. who have joined the fam level of Patreon membership. Thank you so much for so, doing so much. Um, This week, we're going to shout out Hannah M., Christina P., Michelle M., Allie D., and this one just has the initials P.S. So I respect your privacy, P.S. Yes. Um, thank you guys so much. It means the world to us. Mm-hmm. You are incredible. Major shout outs. Yes. Thank you so much. And again, everybody, if you want to be shouted out and you are already a Patreon member, you can upgrade to the fam level. Or if you haven't signed up, you can absolutely join and, you know, get your name shouted out on a podcast. Yeah. And we're having so much fun on the Discord. Mm -hmm. So that's even just the $1 level if you have not yet joined. Um, But, you know, the 
fam and Faye levels. Faye is three. Yep. Fam is five. Um, have lots of really awesome perks also, like discounts to the Etsy store mm-hmm. and just like other fun, like exclusive ways to connect with Sarah and I. Yeah. So check those out. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. fan casting this week. Yeah. I think I have some good picks. Ooh, yay. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. So. I'm ready. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Should we dive in this week? Let's dive in. All right. So this is episode six. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, we're doing chapters 21 through 27. And we're going to call this episode Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes. Um, shout out to my musical theater people <laughs> in the back. Um, any high level thoughts about this? Do you remember any of these chapters right now i do i did like <laughs> yes and no so Fair listeners enough. we definitely read this like a week and a half ago intending to meet then there was sickness so it got there postponed. was so much sickness so between much our sickness. two households so we are a little not fresh i would say that's fine but can... i'm just like rereading like my notes just give me it real quick and it cracks me up that like i think how we thought of like doing like inside joke swag yeah um for agatar but like this is like, I'm like, oh, Investigator Bryce. And then we've got Secret Agent Farah. Like, I, was, I don't know. That's just That's like. so true. It was in my head. And I was like, oh, like, we have to think of one for like Aelin whenever we get to Throne yes. of Blast. And then I can have like a, a three set. I love that so freaking much. I don't even know why. Write but that it just down like, somewhere. It cracks me up when I think about it. Like, these like weird roles that they have that are very <laughs> unexpected. So I love that so much. That's what I remember from this episode. <laughs> Or from, like, this set of chapters reading was Investigator Bryce. That's so funny. Anywho. Okay. Sidetracked. Sidetracked. Chapter 21? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Summary. Bryce and Hunt meet with Rune at Luna's Temple. Yeah, I think Rune and Bryce are both very good investigators. Um, It's just really interesting getting to learn, like, the history of the horn and why it's so important. Um, And I could just totally understand now why somebody would want to steal it hmm so i get it yep so rune is jay chilling in this temple mm-hmm. but he's doing it in a sneaky way he's yeah. using his powers we talked about that shadow walking kind mm-hmm. of thing so he's just hanging out there and he's you know shadowed away so there are you know tours happening but no one can really see him i feel like that's a great power like i would love to just be it's like basically invisible yeah just hiding in plain sight like that would be such a cool thing to do it really would and it's like he's like hanging in the shadow so they're like not even seeing the darkness because at right. first i was like it's still shadows right but like if you're in the corner <laughs> i guess no one's really like paying attention right um but i did read something and it reminded me of reese also it mm-hmm. said rune tried like bryce walked in right rune's having a moment um it says rune tried not to remember how delighted she'd once been whenever he demonstrated how his shadows and starlight worked both halves of his power working as one and it just it reminded me of like what reese would do to or did to Feyre. i think a few times where it was like darkness but then also stars mm-hmm. because it was whenever he was talking about like beauty of like night do you remember that I like vaguely remember that. It's anyway. amazing for as many times as I've read that book and we thoroughly deep dived it. I forget everything. Like <laughs> all these details. I'm like, what? Fair. Like we go on, I go on discord and I read some of the things that people say. And I'm like, how do I not remember this? Like I, I do the podcast. Like I have the notes and I don't remember any of it. That is hilarious. Yeah. So, um, so no, but like vaguely ish. I just, I remember them talking about like night and darkness and him like showing her different. I remember him like talking about, I remember him talking about They were like in the fighting ring. Do you remember this? 
I said I remember him talking about the kinds of darkness. Okay. I don't remember everything else. But. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anywho. Yep. Hunt arrives alongside <laughs> Bryce. And Rune is not happy about it, but he's not making a big stink. So mm-hmm. good for him. Um, but just like the Luna's temple and the statue of Luna, it's like 30 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know why, but I think of like Abraham Lincoln's statue yes, in absolutely. DC. I don't know why, but that's what I think of. Um, yes. So the statue, it like Luna is apparently claimed by the Fae and the wolves mm-hmm. as their goddess. And it's kind of like very obvious why the wolves do because they're, the wolves are literally like etched into this marble statue at yeah. Luna's feet. But the Fae's claim is, or like the, you know, the visible aspect relating to the Fae is the horn, which is gone. Yeah. And it's like a very subtle nod. So it's like Rune is like kind of understanding why he's like, yeah, I do need to get this horn back. Like, mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see like him, like kind of understanding his father's mindset Yep. of like, yeah, like Luna is our goddess. Like we need to be represented here too, not just the wolves. Like they yeah. don't get to claim her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Rune is pretty good at digging up information is kind of what we learn. Like just like Bryce's is kind yeah. of what it seems. Investigator Rune. Uh, I know. Investigator Rune, yeah. <laughs> um, we get the whole story about how his ancestor, Pelias, Pelias right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, who's the first starborn, how he used the horn as a weapon um, against the seven princes of hell. And during this like epic battle against the Star Eater, who's kind of like, he's he's the worst prince of the pit. Like, right? The Star Eater is the one yeah. who's at like the center of the pit. Yeah. Um, well, I think he's one of the princes. Right. But he's like in the, the, the deepest pit. I think so. The, the worst of the seven The worst layers. of the worst. Right. He's the worst. Um, but so while they were fighting, some of his blood was spilled and the Star Eater used his blood and combined it with his essence to create a new demon bred for hunting the horn. Yes. That's what it was. Um, and the demon is the Crystallos, which is like the one like, that killed Danica in the pack. And I guess Maximus too. Um, but... Yeah, it's just like it's it's crazy that like there's this whole history yep. to this demon that like nobody was able to find except mm-hmm. Rune in like this deep dark library archive yep. and like the book called to him. Yes. Like very bizarre. Like calls to like. Like calls to like. Yeah, crazy. Um also wanted to call out <clears throat> it's not really talking about what the horde's powers even are. Like right. Rune even says like I, I don't I don't know how it worked, but apparently he used it and had enough power to be a nuisance. And it's like, what did what did the horn do? Did it shoot something out? Was right. it just like noise? Like what what did the horn do? I don't know. But it's like the so the Prince of the Pit, the Star Eater, whatever, and Peleus, they like they fought in this epic final battle, apparently after the horn was or after this demon to hunt the horn was created. Mm-hmm. Um and this battle lasted for like three days and it ended with Star Eater striking fatal blow. Um, but apparently not before Peleus was able to summon all of the horn's strength and banish the prince of the pit and his brethren and their armies all back to hell. And he sealed the northern rift forever. And I'm like, that's a lot of things that that horn just did. Yeah, I was like, he, he OK, like you're, you're killing him, but he's somehow able to manage to like send all of you back to hell. That's pretty impressive for like somebody that yeah. was like dying. Yeah. So this horn is like pretty darn impressive. If it can literally send them back to hell and trap yes. them there. And also the horn isn't even like from here. Like right. apparently it was like we've, we've talked about how there's like H E and V E mm-hmm. when the Fae made the crossing, they brought the horn with them. Right. So it's like, we don't even know what power went into it, mm-hmm. how it was created anything. Right. Um, But it's wild. Yeah. I just, I just like find it crazy. Like the, the, 
that the horn is like so powerful that they created yeah. a demon solely to hunt this thing down. Yeah. And to like obtain it. What does it, it do? I, I mean, I, like we we've, we've seen some of the things it does, right, but like, it, like it can clearly like send people into hell and like keep them yeah. there. And it's like I'm wondering because so the horn's broken. Like yeah. it has this crack in it, and I'm wondering it's like because of all that power that was used to do all those things right but i'm also wondering if like they're trapped in hell because the horn is broken like if it, hmm. if it hadn't been broken like like did by the horn breaking did it seal them in hell you know what i mean like could it could it or be... is it just like it can't be undone because the horn is now broken right that's what i'm wondering like i don't know i, don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting that it's like they're all trapped there the horn's broken so i'm like yeah. if the horn you know if we find the horn if the horn's repaired like yeah. is that going to enable them to come back from hell I don't know. Like that, we still don't really know what it is. Like I'm thinking about in Silver Flames with the mm-hmm. Dread Troves, right? How they each had a thing that they did, right? It was like raise the dead, travel through time and space. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it had a thing, right? What is this one's thing? I don't know. Send people to hell, Send, maybe. <laughs> like, well, but traveling is the Harps deal, right? So is it is it just an amplifier? Well, is I mean, it... but this is a different series. So like, it could technically do the same thing as the Harp. You know That's what I mean? True. That like, is true. It could just be like, <laughs> thank you for correcting as, me. <laughs> SJM's allowed to steal her own ideas from series to series. I'll allow it. It's cool. Um, but like potentially like it could, it could just literally like trap people in yeah. other, is hell another world, another dimension, like whatever hell I think they is. said it was. Yeah. So like it could, you know, it could technically, I guess, just like transport people and trap them there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically all that to say, the horn is broken. It has like this crack in it and no longer has magic. And the Fae and Asteri, apparently a long time ago, they tried to repair it, but were just completely unable to. And it's kind of crazy to me that like the Asteri, the, the people that run the planet, yeah, they couldn't fix this horn. Yeah. So it's, it's like broken. It's broken. And it's also like, okay, but how old is it then? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that it's like this ancient artifact that you would discover and you're like, I don't even know how it works. Like yeah. I just think about like Gen Zers, like looking at like an eight track <laughs> tape. They're like, what, what, what do I do with this? How do I, how do I even like, you know, maneuver this? Yeah. And it's just, it's almost like just lost technology. So yeah. it's like, maybe if you found somebody that was like, I don't know, 20 bazillion years old, like maybe. they could fix the horn because they know what it is and how it works. Well, that leads to my question is why would someone steal it if it is broken. useless and that's, broken? That's actually a great question. What, what would the point of it be? I don't know. Do they know how to fix it? Are they like 20 billion years old? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Are they even better investigators and Mm. have figured out how to fix it? But basically, all this to say, the Autumn King was right. Like, like calls to like. Like we said, like, Rune, he was looking in the archives when he found this book. And it started, uh, he said, shimmering for him. So he just, like, opened it. And that's where he found all this information on the horn, the Crystallos demon. Um, Oh, and... Like, obviously, Rune showed Bryce the photo of this demon from the book. Yes. And she's like, that's what I saw. Yeah. So, like, we have a confirmed sighting of the Crystallos yeah. demon that is from the pit of hell. Yeah. So, that's great news. Great news for our, our people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, I want to say, the Autumn King may be a jackass. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he has brains. Yes. Like, he's onto something. He's onto something. Yeah. Um, And then, let's see. So, Hunt goes to make a phone call after learning all this. He kind of, like walks by some of the temple acolytes mm-hmm. um and it just like it reminds me like they're so different than the acolytes we met in akatar yeah like it, it, i was blown away with how different they are like mm-hmm. first off like they give their lives to luna which i guess that's kind of similar in that they're committing their lives but they're celibate yeah and it's just it was so weird to me it's like they never have sex like they don't take mates they don't do they are 
it reminded me of like a nun or yeah. like a priest almost. I'm picturing them in similar clothing too. Right. Just like these white robes, right. not the like kind that are like hugging their curves in the right, way like that the they sexy are in Akatar. Yeah. Priestess robes in Akatar. So I just thought it was really interesting that they were so different and they were so young too. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like they were like what, 12, 13, like these mm-hmm. acolytes that they walked by. So it's just, I don't know. I just pictured like these seductress women like Ianthe yeah. from Akatar versus like this young, you know, girl that was just. Like oh, I just want to like serve the priestess, like the <laughs> it's very Luna. Different. So such a different vibe. Yeah. Um. But he Hunt is calling Justinian on the phone. Um. And asks him to do some digging on the crystals to see, you know, if it's like in their system, basically, like if there's anything on it. Which I feel like he's not really expecting there to be anything on it. It's just yeah. kind of like one of those like due diligence almost things. Um. And then Justinian kind of comes back asking about you know how babysitting's going, and he makes a comment that at least Bryce is easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think he wants Hunt to be with somebody because he like hasn't been with anybody since Shahar. But like, I can't tell if he's almost like joking about it or if like Justinian's like sincere in that he wants Hunt to find somebody. I think Justinian in that moment is sincere because Hunt brushes him off, and mm-hmm. then he says. Or he isn't. Justinian says, no one gets a medal for suffering the most, you know. It's been two centuries since Shahar died hunt. So it's like, I think, I think that was him trying to yeah. encourage him. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they're friends, but mm-hmm. they work together. You yeah. spend enough time together. You start to care about, you know, there's that like yeah. companionship there. Mm-hmm. I do think Hunt obviously has this um, air about him of brooding right um so <laughs> i think his friends slash co-workers mm-hmm. slash companions notice that and are trying trying to encourage him yeah and to not be with more. anybody for like i don't know decades 200 years yeah or centuries i guess yeah it's <laughs> centuries that's a long time so like i i feel like yeah i would push for yeah him to be with somebody yeah he's like i'm not telling you move on but like move on a little mm-hmm. bit <laughs> and hun hangs up on him which yeah you know, that's fine um anything else on this chapter i just i thought the ending line was hilarious um where hunt says he couldn't tell what was worse the horn possibly being a vital piece of this case or the fact that he'd now have to work alongside rude dannon to find it and i was just like you two are gonna be best friends best friends you're gonna be best friends Mm -hmm. we see you plotting sjm we know what's coming (laughs) um all right chapter 22 uh, Bryce and Rune have a chat, and Bryce heads back to work, processing her day. What are your thoughts? Uh, it seems like we learned what was said during the Bryce Rune like yeah extravaganza a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he says he didn't mean it, and I think it's a stupid fight, but like Bryce seems to think it was honest, and like she hasn't forgiven him for it. It's kind yeah. of the vibe I'm getting. Agreed. Um. Uh, well, the chapter starts, and Bryce like clearly like was again maneuvering to get hunt away so she could have a moment alone with her brother. Right. Um, and she asks about the autumn King mm-hmm. and asks if he killed Danica, like, which I don't what? think she really thought he did. I think it's one of those things like you almost, just, you have to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's like, she already reached the conclusion that he didn't, but she just wants kind of rune to give his own thoughts on it. You know, yeah. I think she just wants to see like what he thinks of the autumn King. Mm hmm. Um, but he tells her no, like he didn't do it and that the Autumn King doesn't know that he's meeting with Bryce. Um, yeah. And she asks him, like, why bother? Uh, and he says that he wants to help her. Like, this puts the whole city at risk. 
And mm-hmm. Bryce kind of tells him that just because they're working together, it doesn't change anything. And Rune says, I wouldn't expect you to consider listening to me anyway. And she responds, why would I listen to you? I'm just a half-breed slut, right? And I'm like, oh, like, okay. I'm assuming, like, just because, like, it's the, almost the way it's written. Like, I think there's, like, italics in there. And it's, yes. like, it just, like, it's alluding to, like, this was a comment that was priorly made. And yeah. I'm guessing, like, this is the underlying cause of their fight like all those years ago well next it says you know it was a dumb fight and i didn't mean that yeah so yeah yeah and i i'm okay like context what's the context right that's what i'm curious that's a terrible thing to say like terrible bryce is not a slut she dresses slutty but that's totally her call she can dress however the heck she wants two different things yes being a slut and dressing slutty. right yeah (laughs) totally different but it's like I, i mean he could say that you could be offended but i feel like it shouldn't cause like this harboring resentment and hatred that like she seems to have like i don't think that's a like yes i feel like bryce's reactions a lot of times are not equated to the actual thing like i remember her blowing up about two years like it was mentioned Mm -hmm. two years ago and we know like proportion it's out of proportion like you shouldn't break a glass because a time frame was mentioned about when your friend died like yeah it just feels out of proportion and i feel like this reaction like her hatred towards rune doesn't feel appropriate for just being called a slut. I know it's terrible. Like it's awful. Should absolutely be mad and right. an apology. But it sounds like But like years later, it kind of sounds like a little ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my thought. Like But we don't we don't have the context. Right. We don't have the whole story. But if that was it, I think it's a little much. But Yeah. Just but my also I know I I agree but she has a point in this continued little spat that they're having Mm -hmm. she says you might dress like you're a punk rebelling against daddy's rules but deep down you're no better than the rest of the fae and I was like that does remind me Mm -hmm. rune yeah like you're taking your dad's money like you you know (laughs) also like you're not in a suit right you like yeah you got like a weird half shaved why do you why do you give a shit what she's wearing I mean I guess she's your sister but it's like I know. Get Back over off. It. That's yeah. not very punk of you, Rune. It is. <laughs> um, okay, so we kind of pivot. Bryce is back at the gallery. Or wait, did you have anything nope. else to add? Okay. So Bryce is back at the gallery and she starts kind of like working through the remainder of the list of Danica's locations, um, which I was surprised that she's like on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hunt gives her space, just like realizing that she probably needs some after all the information that kind of yeah. like went down today. So, which I thought was really respectful of him. Yeah. So, and then she crashes. Yeah. Me too, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Chapter 23. Yep. Uh, there's been another murder. Oh my gosh. And another Bri- murder. <laughs> another murder. And Bryce and Hunt go to the freaking crime scene. Yeah. Like, OMG. I what? cannot believe that Hunt actually takes Bryce there. Like I'm thinking back dumb. to like, when right after you know Danica was killed, Bryce was brought into the interrogation room, yep. and catatonic, catatonic. But like they start playing, you know, Danica's yep. like the the audio of Danica being killed, and he like rushes in there. He's like, "What the heck?" Like, no, we don't play yeah. this for her. Like, he shuts it off right away. And I'm like, okay, where's that hunt? Yeah. When you decide, like, I get it's two years later. Yeah. But she's also not an investigator. I know no. you think she's investigator, Bryce, but she's not actually. Yeah. Like, she doesn't see death on the daily. No. So to take her to a crime scene of like a, you know, it's going to be bad. Like Hunt yep. came in and saw like how badly Micah was injured, you know, from this demon all those mm-hmm. years ago. And he saw how bad Bryce was hurt. He knows like the potential of how bad this is going to be. Why would you take her there? 
Um, no, I literally relating it back to like mm-hmm. I I listen to true crime. Yeah. I've like watched documentaries. Mm-hmm. There was a dead squirrel this morning in my <laughs> back patio, and I almost vomited. Okay, like yeah. there's and, a difference yeah. between theory mm-hmm. and in real life. Yeah, I I know. Not I, the, it's a squirrel, but like. I was a criminal justice major with oh, the intent right. of doing forensic science. Like that was my, I was all about CSI. Like that was my show. I loved it. And then, you know, I get through freshman, sophomore, junior year. And then senior year, we do cadaver labs on these beautifully cleaned dead bodies. So oh like there, there's no blood, there's no gore. We walk in there. I am like ghostly white. I am sweating. I feel like I'm going to vomit. And they're like passing around organs. And I was like, nope, nope, not for me, not for me. And this is a clean, lovely, like dead body. I'm not going into a crime scene. No, thank you. I was like, no, no, not for me. I'm not doing this anymore. Listen, Mm -hmm. I knew you obviously, you work in insurance. Yeah. I knew (laughs) (laughs) you obviously did not do criminal justice. Mm -hmm. I never knew why you stopped. Oh yeah. That was, that was my uh, turning point. That is horrifying. Yeah. I want to cry just hearing your story. That is horrible. God Uh, bless. God bless you people. mm -hmm. People who work in the, I just. Again, in theory, I was like, I got this. In real life, I don't got this. I've seen all the TV things. I know. I was like, I can, I can pass around a brain. I can look at a heart. (laughs) Oh my God. It's fine. It's not fine. It's so different. I can't even imagine. And everybody's like, this is so cool. I was like, nah, bro. Like I'm backing up. Like we're done. Oh my god! Yeah. I I had to dissect a cow's eye Ooh. in an engineering class. In an engineering class, I was biomedical. We were learning about LASIK and how eyes worked. Mm-hmm. But I I literally was like, nope, yep, no, it's not and for me. It was a cow. Yeah, it was an eye. <laughs> I can't even handle it with animals. You think we yeah. could do it with humans? No. I have the utmost respect for you, forensic scientists, for real, and autopsy people, all yes. of you. Whole, Bryce. whole criminal justice world party girl mm-hmm. museum girl she is not ready for this. art girl <laughs> no anyhow um but yeah and also yeah i guess i like spoiled the rest of this chapter but yeah micah <laughs> uh, micah was a freaking angel that was like almost dead two years ago and bryce saved yes. his life like micah the archangel who could literally level a metropolis yes almost died from how this demon. did that happen i don't know don't Bryce know. just hit it with a table leg and it backed <laughs> off and Micah couldn't get it well Micah was also like completely ambushed like it came from behind and but even still I just, like I know I'm like it a table leg from the like this wooden table leg in Bryce versus like Micah the Archangel that can level a metropolis I feel like they're not even it doesn't make sense no no well, but well, we'll alas see. let's let's dive into this one diving in yeah at the beginning of this chapter um Bryce is at work mm-hmm and Jessica asks her to go up into her office to yeah. send her something. And she's got a very interesting office. Especially when you compare it to like the Viper Queen at the meat market. I was like, this yes. is the office I was expecting. Yes, exactly. Um, But it's like, she's got like the classic wooden desk. She has like a big window to like watch over everything, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is that like double-sided double-sided glass, glass. So like people can't see in she can see out kind yeah of which yeah. sneaky um but she has <laughs> on the wall this dismantled gun called the god slayer rifle and it's gleaming mm-hmm. and the bullet is like separated from it but it is gold it is legendary and it is lethal and i'm like 
why do you have that and it's broken into four pieces like it's yeah. not even like she kept the gun together like the no. gun itself is in four pieces can't and then, even be kept together right and then the bullet is inside of the safe like it's, yeah <laughs> like it's crazy <laughs> like how much like i'm surprised it's not like one isn't on one side of the world one right. piece is on a completely different side of the world I like know. like she clearly wants these different parts separated well it makes me think like our guns like n- like I don't know. Like I find it so crazy that it's like this tech world and like yeah. there's magic and all this stuff. And it's like, but you swords, right. You, you don't have guns. Like there's like what, like four guns. And they the have world? regular guns. This is a God Slayer rifle. But does that like, I just thought that was almost like the name of the gun. Almost like it's like a Remington, you know what I mean? Or like a, oh. a Glock. Like to me, it was almost like the brand, but like, maybe you're right. Maybe like it is for a God Slayer. Like maybe this is like, Oh, it, it could kill the Asteri or something. Intense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know you know in context like what that actually i don't know her intent for god slayer like if that is like it actually can kill a god or if it's mm-hmm. just like the brand name but they are super rare yep and yeah the fact that the golden bullet is like inside the safe is crazy and it actually is like etched with memento mori which was like the same slogan as the meat market but yep. i think it's a little more we keep um, hearing that yeah so i don't know but it's like interesting that she has a gun on her wall it's not what i would expect from her of all people yeah I don't know. But I mean, I guess like maybe you don't want somebody to steal your artifacts and like stuff. Like, I guess it's a good, you know, maybe defense. Maybe it's an artifact in and of itself. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So Bryce does what Jessica asks. Mm-hmm. Um. She heads down. She's talking to Lahaba a little bit when she gets a phone call. Mm-hmm. Just kind of answers it, not really paying attention. And Hunt tells her that there's been another murder. Mm-hmm. And he says that it's near the gate in the old square. They get He's getting details, but we're heading out. Yeah. And Bryce is coming with him. And she's like, I can't. She's like, I'm busy. Like, there's a client coming. Like, just making up any excuse. But yep. Hunt literally, like, he comes and he starts banging on the door. He's like, we're leaving. Yeah. Uh, we're going, apparently. Okay. 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 Um, and because Bryce has PTSD, like yeah. any normal person would. And she's also, again, not an investigator, not does an not investigator. see blood on the daily. She does not. No. Um, she's freaking the fuck out. She literally goes into complete shock. Yes. Complete shock. And panic. Just. Yes. And it's like all she can think of is like everything she saw two years ago. Like it completely triggers for obvious reasons. Very obvious reasons. Um, and yeah, she's just like, she's in shock. Yeah. Which like. Like, that's awful in and of itself, but also the the murder victim is a poor little baby acolyte. It's so sad. Like, like a 12 you can't even, you can't even tell. It's just the only reason you know is because of the robe. It's so sad. It's horrible. Ugh. And, like, it's one of, like, the ones that Hunt saw at the temple. Ugh. That's so sad. It's and it's so sad. He said there was just red pulp everywhere. I can't. Awful. What is this demon doing? I don't know. It's terrible. But like, how did Bryce and Micah survive? Like, that's, it's crazy. Like, Again, it's like the table leg. Right. I'm going to keep, cu- I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how it just backed off with one table leg hit. I don't know. I don't know. It makes no sense. And okay. So they're there. Obviously she's freaking out. Yep. And then Rune kind of comes there out of nowhere. Yep. Um, and he tells Bryce that she doesn't need to be there and see this. And he like just starts pulling her away and she comes to and kind of just like realizes what's going on. And she says, don't fucking touch me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Calm down. Check. Like he <laughs> did not bring you there. He is trying to take you away. Yeah. Freak out on Hunt. Like yeah. he is trying to like guide you away from the quote unquote red pulp. Yeah. You should be kind of grateful. You know, he Agreed. cares. 
Um, and he's he's going at Hunt. He's like, you're an asshole. Fuck right. you. Like, can't believe you did this. Like, Rune is literally trying to help you. And Hunt did the exact opposite. And yet you're pissed at Rune and, like, don't care at Hunt. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And Hunt is such a dick. He's like, I warned her on the walk over what she'd see. I didn't realize what a mess it'd be. It's like, what? Dude. You're ridiculous, Hunt. Ridiculous. Go away. Go away. Um, but, like, Bryce just, she walks away. Like, she literally just can't yep. deal with it, any of it right now. And she just, like, walks away. Um, and like Hunt obviously follows her um, and she's just kind of like thinking to herself that she remembers that night and that like that Hunt found her, yeah. which is like kind of crazy that she has such a recollection of mm-hmm. like Hunt being the one that found her when everything else just seems, I don't know, she seems so distant to all those thoughts. Like I'm surprised yeah. she actually recognized that Hunt was the one that did that. Yeah. So. Um, and Hunt's following her. He's trying, in a way, mm-hmm. to console her. He's yeah. like, walk it off. You got this. Whatever. Um, and then he asks her, how did you survive the Cristalos? And she goes, I didn't survive. It got away. Again, very confused. Right. Um, but he goes, but the Cristalos pinned Micah, ripped open his chest, and he gave away the secret. Mm-hmm. Micah was the angel. She goes, that was Micah? And you're like, what, 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 what? what? Because, like, and Hunt tells her, like, he was there that night. So, yes. so it is confirmed, like, even if she hadn't thought it, he was there. Yeah. So she would know then. But, like, what? Like, how is Micah the one that was there? Like, I have no idea. I don't understand how he was literally almost destroyed. Like, Bryce literally saved Micah's life. He is so indebted to her. I'm yeah. shocked that he's, like, putting her on this mission to find the demon yep. when she saved his life like he should want to protect her at all costs like yeah. as like almost like payback for saving his life yeah i don't know i'm just like i'm blown away agreed yeah next chapter next chapter <laughs> um bryce learns more about that fateful night from hunt and is left reeling i cannot believe bryce was really still on hunt's list like i i get why but like no yes I, I feel like seeing how she reacted to this new murder like it it's glaringly obvious yeah that she is not the killer like yes glaringly obvious yes yeah regardless so, but yeah so hunt kind of starts off and he tells her like yeah like she saved micah and she was not told because of like optics like obviously nobody wants like to see an archangel right be distraught when this like girl with a wooden table leg like half fake and like save the day like it just looks it's confusing it's so confusing it looks terrible (laughs) and also she's like you know half breed 23 female like hasn't made the drop like all the basically the exact opposite of micah yeah pretty much the person who should be able to protect the whole city from this demon so i get it like i I get why it was not just like disclosed to her because there's no guarantee that she would have kept it a secret even though she's like i wouldn't have told anybody it's like yeah okay who's gonna trust a 23 year old female exactly to keep her like wits and like secret about her yeah no nobody in authority would literally um what i do appreciate in this conversation is that bryce or not bryce hunt does admit he was shitty mm-hmm. so a little bit of accountability yes. there we'll, we'll give them we'll give him that we'll give him that mm-hmm. but when he tells her that she like was on the suspect list but right. after this no mm-hmm. she loses it appropriately so appropriately so mm-hmm. she like goes into basically full rage mode as i would say i love rage mode yeah <laughs> And she just like starts screaming at him. She says, get the fuck out of my sight. Um, and thankfully, like he respects her, 
you know statement he just like flies away yeah um and then bryce kind of like breaks out into a run to clear her head because she used to dance but she doesn't dance anymore yep so going on a run uh, part of me i know this is so silly but i'm like what were you wearing that you could just like casually well i thought i thought said that she was in like flats and she just like ran and i was like but, like she came from work yeah but i think she changed into flats to like walk okay but even so who can run in flats they like no flop one. off your feet also she has big boobs from what we hear yeah as another big boob person mm-hmm. you want me to run in a regular bra in a skimpy dress and flats no nope not happening no nope like that no one wants to I see know. that we're being way too way too nitpicky i know on that but one, i just but... i had a moment where i was like oh i thought it too i was girl, like you run it that's that doesn't sound right <laughs> get, get yourself to your apartment change mm-hmm. and then go for your run Yes, but her run takes her to the White Raven, um, and she's kind of standing outside in the alcove. She got a phone call. She got a phone call, so directs her to the White Raven, Um, and she's standing outside in the alcove where she had exchanged, like, all those messages with Danica all those years ago, and she just starts scrolling through the messages now, Uh, and she finds this photo of Danica in the pack, and it's just like... Mm. we're spiraling i know and like just obviously looking at danica brings up the memory again from senior year that we like have gotten a little glimpse of the story and this kind of like gives us a little bit more so basically they were on a motorcycle and got into an accident danica shielded bryce as they fell and took most of the injuries but Mm -hmm. bryce's arm was still broken um there's kind of like a bunch of guys that are pulled over in a semi-truck and are trying to load a gun and kill them uh, yep. But Danica tells Bryce, I love you, which she's apparently never said to anyone in her whole life before. And then Bryce responds to close her eyes. Um, but I'm like, not totally sure, like, why or like what, like what, you know, is happening. Yeah. So it's like we get details, but like not yeah. enough to like really piece the story together. No. People wanted to kill them. Mm-hmm. They had an accident. Something happens. Are they about, uh, we know they didn't die. Obviously. Yeah. They're alive. But, but I'm sure like this, I feel like this is one of those things is like, we're going to get more bit, as the story bit. goes on. So I'm yeah. sure by the end of it, we'll get the full thing. Yeah. But like, I'm so curious. I know. So good. Okay. Um, yeah. So, well, so we're back into the present and okay. she walks into the club and that's how it ends. Yep. Yep. Chapter 25. Um, Bryce goes into the Raven to meet with a friend and Hunt follows. And then it explodes. It explodes. Like what? It explodes. Like again, th- this book is full of shocks. Twists, turns, one after the other. I know. Unexpected <laughs> twists and turns. Yeah. The club explodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wild. So Hunt is like flying above Bryce, following her. Um, he knows he totally messed up. Like yep. you said, he's like, at least we know that he is a self-reflective person enough to know that he screwed up. Yes. He has acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, and he obviously saw Bryce get the phone call, saw her go to the Ravens, saw her go inside. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I've been given her space. Yep. But she's not going in there by herself. Yes. So he comes down, is trying to get in. It's a little funny. He at first gets denied. Mm-hmm. Which cracks me up. Yeah. But he eventually gets in. That owner who's, was he a butterfly shifter? Yeah. Is that what it mm-hmm. was? Said that he was good. Yeah. So he comes in. He finds Bryce sitting at the bar. Um, and she's like, how do you get in? Which mm-hmm. I love. And who walks up but her friend, Juniper. Juniper. Yeah. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so two things before we get like into all that. Um, I did want to point out this is super, it's not really random or interesting, but I kind of think it is at the same time. 
um witches fly on brooms in this oh. book which like i just really love and it's like they like to Classic. fly with all like the cars and they're like in the traffic but the angels like they obviously don't use brooms and they like to fly like way above the buildings to avoid yeah. the hustle and bustle and i just think it's like very interesting how they're so different yeah um so i just felt like that was a necessary call out yeah um and then we also uh justinian calls hunt and basically confirms they know nothing of the Cristallos demon right um and then vic calls and says that the viper queen's alibi checks out so those are two good things yep and then isaiah calls so he gets like calls from the whole triari everybody's calling hunt. um isaiah calls and confirms that the victim is the alkalite alkalite mm-hmm. fay girl so yeah that's just i don't know it's really sad yeah um that reminds me, though, of, like, when I'm on, like, a road trip and mm-hmm. I call everybody I know and I'm yeah. just, like, catch it. He, mm-hmm. he had a very uh, productive flying time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like we had said, like, Hunt is self-reflective. And, like, as he's, like, going towards where you're he's, like, working on this apology and he's thinking to himself, he'd lost so many essential parts of himself over these centuries of enslavement and war. But he liked to think that he hadn't lost his basic decency, at least not yet. I liked that. I liked, I liked that a lot. I think that's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're with yes. Juniper. Sorry. No, I jumped. you were totally fine. I was excited to see Juniper again. I know. They were catching up. They wanted to hang out at the bar because she just got out of rehearsal and she was really hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hunt kind of like goes and joins them. <laughs> um, and I thought it was so like nice and respectful of him he like asks juniper if he might if she minds if he orders like anything with animal products yeah which like i didn't even think about the fact that like these are like animal shifters and they they eat like normal like us people food so it's like yeah like i if i was like a half deer i i probably wouldn't eat deer and like meat like it's weird you know yeah so, like, he is so respectful and, like, asks if it bothers her, like, if mm-hmm. he eats any. And I just thought that was really, like, unexpected, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. That was, that that was really nice. sweet. That was really thoughtful for this person that you don't know, you know? Yeah. So, Maybe you should be a little bit more thoughtful of Bryce like that. Yeah. My goodness. So, like, a little a little pump up for Hunt on that one. Yep. I also love that he orders dinner for Bryce. Yeah, because he's, like, thinking through. He's like, she didn't <laughs> eat breakfast. She didn't eat lunch. She needs to eat. And especially, like, after that shock. Yep. Um. Yeah, so I thought that was good. Um, and Bryce is obviously pissed off at him. And, like, she goes to take another swig of her drink. And Hunt calls her a cliche and then, like, grabs her wrist and takes the glass. I was like, whoa, bro. Like, Dude. calm down. Calm down. What about that apology you were working on I a few know. minutes ago? But he, like, takes it and he, like, realizes it's just water. Um, <laughs> which, like, I love. <laughs> this. I know. Um, and she tells him that she doesn't drink to which he asks why obviously and she says i'm sure you can figure it out though considering you thought i killed my best friend maybe you can't like that's a fair statement bryce fair statement yep um so she heads to the bathroom juniper follows um they're speaking on the dance floor but not exactly sure what they're saying Mm-hmm. And then, like, while that's happening, Rune approaches Hunt. Um, Which I love how it says, the crown prince of the Valbaran Fae leaned against the edge of the booth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hello, Rune. Yeah, and I'm guessing Hunt is obviously the one that got Rune in. Yeah. Uh, well, no, Rune knows the owner. Right, yeah. So yeah, Rune got the owner to let Hunt in. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, And says that he came to see if Bryce was all right because the club owner called when she arrived saying she was in rough shape. Yeah. So I just like this butterfly shifter. So nice. Like always looking just out for Bryce. Looking out. Yeah. I also love like 
I'm just I'm picturing this where it's like Rune's lean and he goes she used to dance you know if she'd been able she would have gone into the ballet like Juniper and I'm just imagining him like looking at her with like very soft eyes yeah. like sad like and I'm just soft like, and sad yeah. yeah but I'm like you're such a I just really like your brother energy I know I'm he's such a good brother it. I know I know she hates him but like I don't hate him I don't hate this him point um so Bryce sees Rune by Hunt and it says, quote, there were trenches in hell warmer than the look she gave Rune. <laughs> I'm like, why do you hate him? Like, he is being so nice to you. I don't know. Ugh. But so Bryce took one step toward the booth when the club explodes. What? Yeah. Okay. Next chapter. <laughs> next chapter. Um, here we go. Uh, summary. A bomb goes off at the Raven. Um, Bryce, Hunt, and Rune try to sift through the aftermath. Yeah. What? Uh, things are going to get interesting. Like, a hunt is moving in. Rune's coming to the gallery. Like the plot is thickening. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. Like I just explosion. Yeah. Explosion. Explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible, painful. People are screaming. Blood is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce threw herself over Juniper. Like wraps her up, and like it's so sweet. But she's such an idiot. Like I get it, but yeah. Like, Juniper is perfectly fine. Yeah. Not a scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I love Juniper's reaction where she goes, are you out of your mind? I made the drop, Bryce. You haven't. Have you completely lost it? And I like. Yes. Accurate. Yeah. Like. Like you should not. She would have been fine. Right. Like even if she had cuts, she'd have been fine. But Bryce is like trying to adjust it. Like she's going into like no. her like big season and it's like she could get yeah. the prima ballerina spot like yeah. she can't be injured it's like dude if she was she would have been fine yeah it's reminding me of you know how in akatar reese is like overly self-sacrificial like to oh, the point where sure. he doesn't need to be that self like yes self-sacrificial yes. she was giving me those vibes oh, and i'm sure. like bryce mm-hmm. you didn't need to do that yep like you don't need to be a martyr mm-hmm. yep like, it's nice. I love your heart. Yeah. You don't need to be a martyr. Yeah. Well, and I also think Juniper's great because she slaps Bryce across the face. I it love wasn't just it. like yelling, like, let me slap some sense into you, girl. Friends. Are you crazy? Yes. Yes. That's a good friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then Rune like gives them a key to his house. Um, or to like hunt. He gives Hunt a key to his house to take Bryce over there. Yeah. Um, because she's like completely shell shocked. So he's like carrying her out of there. And mm-hmm. Rune's like helping Juniper out yeah um and it's yeah it's just crazy but like hunt begins like so they're at the house hunt begins cleaning bryce's ears as she's sitting on the couch she's taking care of i her. know it's so sweet um and she starts like explaining you know juniper shot a principal next year and like basically she's explaining why she protected her mm-hmm. but like i don't know it's just uh, yeah but anyways hunts he's like cleaning out the wounds on her knees then and apparently she had like rock and shrapnel from the blast right. um and he winds up seeing the scar on her thigh that he put there and like he realized she never had it healed and like yeah. every time he'd seen her limp like it was because of him like and he's just not like from her shoes no and also like no she's not that girl that needs to get her scar covered up dude no we love scars yes um, but I did think it was funny. He's just like staring at her, like her scar. And Bryce says, you know, when males are kneeling between my legs, Athelar, they're not usually grimacing. <laughs> I just, I love that line so much. Oh, she's amazing. Such a good one. Um, something that stood out as he was taking care of her though, which I didn't think about mm-hmm. was because she's Faye. Right. She has 
very good hearing. Yeah. And a bomb could hurt her even more right. than a regular human, which I wouldn't have even thought about that. So it's like fae, vampires, do the angels, anything that has heightened hearing. That would be terrible. It's even worse. Yeah. So just like even more grateful that this was all mm-hmm. that Bryce kind of got, especially being a human shield yeah. for her friend. Crazy. Um, and then she's kind of like asking him like who he thinks blew it up. Um, and he's saying he doesn't think it's in connection like to them looking into this case basically, but he's right. not sure if he totally believes that or not, but he's like kind of just doing it to reassure her. Like it's not, not her fault. Yeah. Basically. Just trying to put her at ease. Um, and Bryce just says like, she wants to go home when like, and then Rune obviously comes in and he says, you're not going to like this. Nope. I'm like, what, what, what aren't we going to like Rune? Nope. Well, so they were doing some investigating post mm-hmm. explosion Yep. and there was a crate that had this like logo etched on it, mm-hmm. this brand. And they thought it was a warped C, meaning like Crescent City. But after looking at it more, they think it could be depicting a curved horn. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is this a message for them? Because they're investigating the horn. Right. Like, are they being warned? Mm-hmm. What's happening? You know, Briggs had initially planned to bomb the Raven. So it could be his people, but yep. they're just really not sure. Yeah. And Hunt and Bryce, like, they think they need to go and talk to Briggs. Yes. Um. Which, like, doesn't seem, I don't know if it's not the best idea, but it's, like, it's definitely going to be a hard thing to do because he is, like, at some secured facility, so it's not easy-peasy to go it do that. It is absolutely not. And, like, they even said, like, he might not be guilty, but maybe he knows who is. He could be protecting someone, which I just, I don't know how much he's going to know if he's been... In prison for years. In prison for years. And I highly doubt they have the same, like, phone call policy (laughs) like we do so it's like yeah how was he even able to get in touch like Mm -hmm. what's the network of like right comrades or whatever like there it's just weird yeah um and then rune is kind of telling bryce that he told the autumn king that she's involved in the search for the horn Mm -hmm. um and now he wants her to have a live-in guard and rune volunteered himself but bryce is like heck no so she says hunt's gonna move in with her I was like, okay, that's very, um, okay. we are making big steps. Like that is not, I don't understand why she's so okay with Hunt. You know what I mean? Like she, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, I can't figure that part out. It's very bizarre. So like Hunt was, Hunt just took you to this murder things. scene. Yeah. But you're cool with He's him. better just, than Rune? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Rune and Bryce also have an interesting exchange. So Rune says to her that I want to check out your boss's library. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because Hunt and her are like, what library? We yeah. don't have a library. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of going back and forth. And, you know, she says, she ends up saying that, you know, she searched it. There's nothing beyond vague mentions. And he's like, so you admit there's a library. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get in and she eventually kind of makes a bargain with him mm-hmm. saying that like, he can come and hunt for the horn at the gallery um, and then he'll help her in any way that he can. So she wants to get Declan, who's the tech guy doing mm-hmm. some work. So a bargain has been struck. Yep. So she'll need Declan to basically um, kind of track Danica's last movements is kind of her thought that he'll be able to figure it out, like at CCTV footage or whatever. All the camera footage, mm-hmm. Big Brother style. Hopefully right. we can follow her everywhere. Yep. 
Um, and then the Autumn King calls Rune to basically yell at him uh, for sharing all the info with Bryson Hunt. Uh, yeah. He says he should punish him, but basically he's holding off because he needs Rune to find the horn. So okay, dude. Great, great relationship, Dad and Son. He's such a jackass. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter twenty-seven. Last chapter, yeah. <gasps> New roommates have a heart to heart. I know. I like this. I, I think, like it too. I think it's gonna be good. Like, I think Bryce needs to live with someone. Like, I think she's just been so secluded for so long yeah. that I think, even though it's Hunt who, you know, hasn't been the best to her, I think it's gonna force her to communicate with people. Yep. Which is good. She needs it. Yeah. Well, she's. She admitted she's been so anti-therapy because mm-hmm. she didn't want, you know, to get better. So it's right. like she hasn't been talking about anything. anything. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a catharsis. There's a healing in that. Right. So even if it's just chatting with your friends, friends are not your therapist, but they are <laughs> the next best thing at times. Yeah. And I think it's probably good, too, because Hunt kind of like he doesn't force her to talk because obviously nobody can force you to. But he like yeah. he pushes on these questions that it's yeah. like nobody pushed her good questions yes good questions and he kind of like keeps pushing on it until yeah. she does answer like because she hasn't thought about like danica's last movements or like mm-hmm. you know who she did what she talked to until like he's pushing her to do it yeah so like it's good well and i think vice versa mm-hmm. he doesn't have anybody he's talked to either. right so yeah it's gonna be good for both good of them for both. so they make it back to her apartment and she is completely exhausted, about to collapse. Um, they're, like, riding up the elevator. And he asks her why she hasn't made the drop yet. Which I was, like, really? Like, you can, you guys are, like, completely exhausted. Why are we having, like, a deep combo right now? Like, I don't know, I'd be, man. like, please just, like, drag me in. Like, I don't want to talk. Richard will ask me, like, deep questions at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm, like, this is. This is not the time, sir. Not the time. Or, no, he'll be, like, why do you love me? And I'm, like, I I don't Read have, the room, bro. Like, I don't have the energy at 1 a.m. for no. this. Talk to me again at 9.30. It's like, do I love you at 1 in the morning? It's very questionable. Like <laughs> When you're trying to get me to talk to yeah. you this much. <laughs> no, don't love you right now. Um, but she basically tells him that she was supposed to make it, you know, in two years with Danica. Um, and then this is kind of like where Hunt realizes that she's punish- punishing herself. Yeah. It's like the no dancing, no drinking, no partying, no anything. And it's like, it's all because of Danica. Yep. So he's like asking her, like, why doesn't she make the drop now? And it's basically because she doesn't have anybody to anchor her. It's so sad. Like, cause it's not even like, okay, so say Danica had died. Like she probably would have had like Connor do it, but like everyone, all of her friends gone. But then I'm like, okay, you you have Juniper. Like, yeah, I think she could find someone, but she says that a light went out in me. Mm. It's so sad. Yeah. And very bold of him he asks if her and danica were lovers i was like bro like (laughs) we are like going deep like calm down like you're just now moving in yeah um and she says like no it wasn't like that but yeah that's when it was like yeah the light went out in me um i'm like really that's so ballsy to ask so they get into the apartment Mm -hmm. and her phone starts ringing it's mama mama quinlan mom always knows i know she always knows yep and she lies obviously <laughs> Bryce lies she says like her and juniper weren't at the club and like she won't tell her the name of the guy staying with her but i was like how does she know that somebody's staying with you um you know i'm i'm sure we didn't get the whole conversation but i feel like it's just like she knows that somebody's staying with her oh no she says oh. i've got company ah okay. that's why that's why okay but she won't give her the name which i just no. think is like funny classic Mm -hmm. um so she gets off the phone with her mom pretty quickly 
Um, and Hunt's like, well, why'd you lie to her? And he's like, well, my mom would worry. She'd want to come here. I don't want her here when all of this craziness is happening. I want to keep her safe. Classic. Continuing yes. to put everyone else yep. first. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of keep talking. And she says that, like, I need to find who did this. And he goes, I know. And she goes, no, you don't. I don't care what Micah's motives are. If I don't find this fucking person, it's going to eat me alive. And I, I feel that. Like, yeah. this is... It's not just like a side hustle for mm-hmm. her right now. Like this is life. Everything for her. Yeah. Um, and Hunt's kind of like thinking as she's like talking about all this, he's like, I think he's like realizing that she's, he says it's easier not to let herself enjoy life. Easier to keep everyone at arm's length. Mm. And I don't know. It's just like sad. It's like, you clearly see it. Like she obviously knows she's doing it, but yeah. like to see somebody just like choosing to not live, it's so hard to watch. Yeah. So I don't know, but it like, I, again, like I appreciate that he's actually insightful and sees things. Yes. Like he's not just, he's not a complete himbo. He's not a complete himbo. <laughs> you are right. Um, well, and I love, it's like, it's almost like he's, he's seeing that like, okay, she's been acting that way. Mm-hmm. She's being honest with me. Right. Let's truth for truth, truth for truth. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully this can continue to yeah, evolve. go. So he tells her about the deal Micah gave him. I'm shocked. Like that's that he told her. Yeah. But like at the same time, like I think it would also give her clarity of his intentions that like he truly wants to find this killer. It's not just like, oh, you know, it's another case I'm on blah, blah, blah. Exactly. If there's if somebody else dies, like that goes to the top of the stack. Like, no, no, no. This is huge for him. Like he's going to do anything and everything to solve it mm-hmm. just like she is. So I think it kind of like it's probably good to know this information yes. for her because it's going to give her like a lot more trust in him because he his motives aren't the same, but they're the same. Like they both yeah. want to solve it equally for selfish reasons. Yeah. Well, she goes, that's why you've been a bullish pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yep, that mm-hmm. is exactly why. Yep. So it's like they're starting to understand each other better, which means they'll be able to work together better, mm-hmm. you know, be good roommates and i love this he asks if she really thinks he's an asshole to which she says i've met and dealt with a lot of assholes hunt you are not one of them Aww. so it's like there she does see that there is a good side to him yeah so i like that i agree um let's see so hunt is in the guest room mm-hmm. and he's kind of snooping obviously and i mean what else are you gonna do right just curiosity oh yeah i would snoop um and so it's very nicely set up and has pictures mm-hmm. on the dresser and so you see ember quinlan who had been a knockout apparently mm-hmm. um so you can see why that Faye king was obsessed with her yeah to see like little baby bryce you get to see um randall mm-hmm. who hunt just recognized yeah which i thought was interesting he recognizes a human yeah like that's a big deal because this is Randall Randall Salago. Um, he's the legendary war hero and sharpshooter. I was like, oh, well, this is probably why he taught Bryce to like yeah. shoot and is like a total badass. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want like I want to know what Randall did, but I don't. Right. And I'm like, how mm-hmm. an angel yeah. respects you. That's a big deal. In this world, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Yep. And then there's the other photo of he's guessing Bryce and Danica cause it's their backs. Yeah. Um, and they just like, they look a little worse for the wear, but they're at peace. Yeah. So I think one of them has, I think Danica has like a cast or something or maybe mm-hmm. Bryce does. Yeah. And it's just, 
it's so sweet i love this fan i've seen fan art of this photo oh i have too it's great we'll definitely post some for like everybody to see but it's yeah it's beautiful because she has like her through love all is possible jacket on and it's just it's very iconic i think for crescent city i agree and he sees that that through love all is possible jacket was danica's right and now bryce is wearing it so as an ode to her friend Mm. um i think that's it yeah that's kind of where we end yeah What'd you guys think? Oh, it's a lot. A lot happened. Yeah. It was like a little roller coaster this week. I know. Um, all right. So next week mm-hmm. we're gonna do chapters twenty-eight through thirty-three. Mm-hmm. And the investigation continues. We'll see where this takes us. Yeah. Oh, and I do have to shout out, in case you haven't seen, I don't know how you couldn't. If you listen to this podcast, you're obviously an SJM fan. But if you haven't heard, the new covers for Throne of Glass come out next week. We are freaking out. Oh, so excited. Okay. They're so excited. Beautiful. We will rant a little bit next week about yes. our favorites, why, like all of it. It's, yes. They're so good. So if you have not like placed a pre-order, obviously they're cheaper. <laughs> Please do. They're amazing. So yeah. that was I'm my little I'm trying to convince my husband to buy all of them for me for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. when I can't tell you the last time he's gotten me a gift on Valentine's yeah. Day. And he's like, you want what and i'm like hey i'm just mm-hmm. i'm just saying i know my debate i actually put this on discord because i was thinking about it today and it's been like a pondering thought for the past like couple of weeks hardback or paperback if i go buy these i'm buying hardback oh, i don't know i don't know i like i like holding paperback yeah. books so much better hardback books are just so nice you know what though we have a different circumstance because i have the box set paperback of the old covers mm. so i have a paperback version okay. your case that's why i'm different hardback my case i don't know i put it out there on discord so if you're not on patreon discord member guys we talk with people on there it's so much fun i have like real questions hard life dilemmas hard here. life dilemmas <laughs> great recommendations we're learning so much about each other i know so this is my pitch if you haven't joined but yep. also it's a real life question and i'm struggling so it really is give me your opinions please well i just like if you're gonna invest in it i know because i okay i don't have copies of Thorn of glass don't. because i stole them all from alex and the library when i was reading <laughs> this like over the span of a month yeah. so i'm just like waiting now I uh, I just there's I know well I, really want, I want the nice one that's me that's the me. exciting thing is as of next week whenever the next episode comes out you will find out what I purchased because I will <laughs> gladly and proudly proclaim so I love it yep all right well we'll talk with y'all next week and yeah bye bye Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.